welcome to Awakened with Victoria Bond. I'm your host, Victoria, and I am absolutely honored to bring you this podcast where we will be getting raw, real, turning our consciousness, removing the old energies that do not align, and turning up our capacities as human beings and spiritual beings. I will be bringing you mediumship. I will be bringing you channels. I will be bringing you points of view that will shift your perspective and realign your body, your mind, and your soul. Enjoy this ride. This comes from my heart to yours. And know that while you're listening to this, indeed, you are helping to create this. Enjoy the ride, and I'll see you inside. Being an empath can be the most rewarding and incredible sacred experience, but also there is a shadow side to being empathic. This is something that I have noticed with myself and my own experiences and also with my clients. To be an empath means you can feel what other people feel. This can be physical, mental, spiritual, energetic. Being an empath means that quite often you are so aware of somebody else's energy that if you don't know how to balance that or how to manage your superpower, then you can be consumed in the other and start actually losing yourself. You never really lose yourself, but you step back And the other person's reality can start becoming a lot more real than your own. This in itself is a pandemic. Because if you don't know how to manage or hold yourself and you have been taught, you've been programmed and conditioned to give and give and give, then you can literally take that that step back and Sometimes people are never able to come back into themselves and choose themselves because of the patterns that have been created. These patterns are created from a very early age. If you're an empath, it's not something you grow into. It's something that you be. And I would really like to propose this interesting perspective of dismantling and balancing for the empath. Empaths are what I call consumers. They receive so much information from others around them, quite often taking on more than they have the capacity to hold on to. And this is what seems to be the norm. It's certainly the norm for them because they have been conditioned and programmed to give, 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 and to also take, you know, on other people's stuff, their energies, their thoughts, their pains, like a lot of physical stuff can happen for empaths and it can be quite crippling. And the thing I really want to share with you is that the beauty of being an empath can be overridden when we are living in the shadow, the lower expression, the lower essence of what this gift is. When I was having a really hard time when I was pregnant with my son, and then of course, when he was born for the first couple of years of his life, I was deeply empathic. He had activated me with enhanced, he had enhanced my superpowers because I had always been this way, 
But when he came on board and I was receiving from my son, it was like we were a double whammy of empathic abilities. We both have an open solar plexus in human design. And what that means is we can really consume a lot of information from other people. And of course, the higher expression of this is that we can connect and understand humans a lot better and we can feel what they're feeling. So we have a lot of compassion and we can know how to help them. But because I had this child within me, and then of course he was on me, deeply connected to me for the first couple of years of his life, we were literally overconsumed with too much energy. And what actually happened to me because of this is I could barely get out of bed, like getting out of bed and making myself a drink and eating and bathing and playing with my children and even working was really hard. So every day, day-to-day stuff was really, really hard and nearly impossible. I could barely drive a car because I was so exhausted. I wasn't able to sleep. And the one thing that I did find probably the easiest was working as a hairdresser. I had a salon downstairs. And the reason why it was easy is because I was consuming from the person that I was working with doing their hair. I was consuming energy from them and it kept me going. So it was kind of like a bit of a gift. But the problem with the empath consuming is that we can overload ourselves. So this is true when it comes to addiction as well. If an empath is sitting in their not self, meaning if they are overloaded, overstimulated, it's that lower expression of the gift, it's the shadow, then they will find themselves in relationships which are codependent, where they are relying on the other's energy to consume or they are continuously wanting to give, 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 and really like make a difference by helping the others in their realities understand that they get them. So essentially carrying the cross for them or, you know, trying to carry their baggage, taking on other people's problems, physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, and they're never actually realizing that the stuff that they're carrying, the pain that they're carrying emotionally, physically, spiritually is not actually theirs. So it's very, very interesting when we come back to self and we start cleaning out the aura, we start balancing the meridians, we start asking questions like, who does this energy actually belong to? What am I choosing here? Is what I'm choosing energetically correct for me? Am I over-consuming or am I receiving? Because to consume is can be very deeply connected to addiction. And addiction is very deeply connected to distraction. And we can distract ourselves from doing what we're really meant to do by empathing on everybody else, by overgiving, by being overstimulated, weight problems. If people are literally overly obsessed with their weight, with their physical body, or if they have alcohol problems, or if you're addicted to TV, like consuming a television program, not just for an hour, but for hours on end, or, you know, have an addiction to gossiping or eating, 
they are all signs that you could be an empath and you are in an overconsumption, which is essentially uh, chunking you out and distracting you from the superpower of what it means to be an empath. So to break this down is to really understand the capacity that we can hold, that we can have, and what it means to listen to our intuition. And an example here is a block of chocolate. If you are a chocolate lover like me and you're an empath, you most probably have consumed a block of chocolate at a time, unless you have got really good standards, I mean, really good boundaries. So For me, you know, receiving, and this is the difference between receiving and consuming, receiving chocolate and enjoying the pleasure of chocolate is literally like having two or three pieces and sucking on that piece of chocolate and enjoying it and actually like getting excited. You know, I've got chocolate in the cupboard and tonight I have a piece or three and I can really enjoy that chocolate after my dinner with my hot chocolate or whatever you want to do. And That is really about receiving the pleasure. That is a beautiful thing, is to be able to receive with pleasure. It it creates joy and it creates more. But the problem is if you are an empath and you're not in energetic alignment with yourself or you're an over-consumer, is you grab the chocolate at whatever time, so you don't kind of have a discipline or wait or kind of let that anticipation kind of grow. and you just like download three pieces. You chomp on them and you go, oh, yum, I need more. I need more. I need more. I need more. And the next minute, you know, you've been back to the cupboard and you've had like three pieces at a time and the whole block is gone. Now, I have done this many times, multiple times, over and over and over again. I, at one time, a long time ago, I had consumed, I consumed two blocks of chocolate in one night um, and felt extremely sick. Another time, I literally ate a block of chocolate and then went, oh my gosh, where, where did that go? I just consumed the whole thing. And of course, this is kind of funny. Like, it's like, okay, this is really funny. Like, oh my God, I can't believe you did that. But this is the the shadow. This is a clue to being an empath who is either overstimulated, who is chunked out, or who is not in the energetic alignment. So really creating systems and structures that work for you if you are an empath. And it doesn't really matter about what modality says you are this or that. You know if you can feel other people's feelings. You know if if you receive thoughts from others. You know that if you're with another and they're holding a lower vibration, you know if you've dropped down into that frequency and you've allowed yourself to be sucked in to their vibration. Now, the thing we need to understand is you don't have to entrain to another's energy. If they're low vibing or they're going through something, you don't have to drop down at all. If you do drop down and somebody else has made you feel a certain way because they weren't vibing at where you were at, that is all on you. You never have to drop down into another's reality. It is not an energetic congruence with where you're at, but you can invite them energetically to raise their vibration. So too many empaths, emotional beings, are trying to dive into everybody else's realities to understand them because they deeply understand 
what it feels like to feel lonely, to feel misunderstood. They, you deeply, deeply know what it feels like to want to go home, to shift but feeling stuck. So when somebody else is feeling lonely or feeling lost or feeling stuck, you know you're literally empathing. You can sympathize because you know how it feels. But I can promise you this, diving into that other person's energy and carrying their cross or carrying their baggage, trying to take the load off because you think it's going to help, it does never work. It doesn't work. What does work is having the awareness of the vibration that they are holding, opening your heart and flowing them love, flowing them your magnificence. Because when we are empathing on another and we've got those clues like with chocolate, with consumption, with addiction, with distraction, if we are empathing on another and this is how we're kind of holding ourselves in our life and we think this is just how we live, we are not helping them at all. We are in fact enabling them to stay in the same vibration. When somebody is complaining about something, you have two different options. You have the option to hold the space for them. There's actually three options. You can completely ignore them if you want to (laughs) and literally like I'm not available for this and dismiss them, which is kind of not really a contribution at all, but you can literally hold space for them, open your heart and invite them to shift their reality by just observing what they're saying and inviting them like, do you mind if I tell you what's coming through for me? Like always asking for an invitation if you do want to help them. A lot of the time they don't want help. They just want to tell you what their story is and you don't need to say anything. You don't need to help them. They don't need to be saved. You don't have to save anybody. You can just hold the space and allow them to bring through whatever they want to bring through. If you're happy for that, they can talk. And you flow them love and magnificence and you don't feel sorry for them. Because if you feel sorry for somebody and you dive in and you feel their feelings and you you feel the injustice of what they've been through, you feel it. It's justification. It's creating it to be solid. You're creating a collective consciousness around that thought, that process, and how they are valid in carrying on with this concept. Now, everybody's feelings are important, but for some people that hold lower vibrations that don't want to shift and change, they will repeat the same story over and over and over and over again to anyone that will hear, and they will want empaths to be fueling that energy. And it's usually because, you know, the person who's complaining or stuck in their pattern they that's a way that they're used to getting attention. Okay, so this is the different options. You ignore, you hold space. If you feel like you have advice, you ask. Or the, the last one is literally fueling the fire and actually saying, yes, you're right. I get it. That was unfair. It is, and, and going on and on and on and on and on about how it is just bullshit and it's not fair. And finding, this is what people are looking for, is they're finding people that will resonate as if they don't feel alone because they are probably empaths too. There's energy that speaks louder 
than words. Energy is always the first language. It's the first frequency, the first currency. It is everything. Words are just solidifying. They're communicating that in a way that the brain, you know, comprehends. And we are continuously building on whatever our energy is feeding and also our words and the way we hold ourselves. And one of the things I used to notice about myself was I loved and I was addicted to the drama. Addiction to drama and past patterns and past stories, they keep you safe and they keep you small. And this is the thing that gets empaths stuck looping. They loop in a drama pattern. They loop in an addiction to food or alcohol. They loop in keeping themselves small by creating problems like bills or family members or physical problems. They seem to find, if it's not drama within themselves, it's drama externally that they seem to get pulled into. And this has happened to me so many times. So when we are breaking down what it means to be an empath, we must look at the shadow and the light of it. As an empath, your light is so bright. Your energetics is all about being able to read the other. It's about taking those three pieces of chocolate and enjoying them and smelling it and noticing the texture, noticing how your body feels. And this is pretty much the analogy of an aligned empath. You can feel the client or the child or the partner. You can notice what they're feeling. You can recognize that it is not yours, it is theirs. You can hold your high vibration. You can open your heart and flow them love. And of course, if they desire any advice and you're willing to give it and they're willing to actually receive it and hear it, we don't want to be giving advice on deaf ears or people that don't want it. So as empaths, we quite tend to want to um, give advice. And sometimes it's unsolicited. Sometimes it's not necessary or required or wanted, right? So when you can hold your own standard and know what you're available for when you're an empath, know that if you are over-consuming as an empath, it is crippling you and it will create burnout and to the point where these bodies, they start yelling at us and creating pain. And sometimes it's out. It's just our own pain of yelling, going, stop, stop consuming. It's like eating the whole block of chocolate and you're dairy intolerant, you know, or you're not meant to have so much sugar or you simply too, you just had too much. And all of a sudden you feel extremely sick. This is the difference being a consumer and receiving. Receiving the gift is about using it as a superpower knowing your standards, knowing your boundaries, knowing what you're available for, and being able to read the other to actually understand whether that person who's complaining or they've got lots of issues or legit stuff that happens, that's shitty. I get it. But are you fueling the fire 
Or are you actually empowering the person around you or the situation by opening your heart and seeing it as perfect and magnificent and inviting them to energetically shift by simply using your energy? This is the beauty of being an empath. This is the beauty of understanding the superpower. And when I was lying in bed one day feeling way overstimulated, way overchunked, very confused. And I used to worry about my clients, my hairdressing clients. They may have had like an asshole husband or, you know, children that were hard or they just worked so much. I would worry about my hairdressing clients. You know, they're coming in for haircuts and colors and I would see them every six to eight weeks and I would be worried about them. And it literally was like killing me. I was worried about my friends. I was worried about my siblings. I was worried about my parents. I was worried about my husband. I was was worried about all of these people so much that I was like willing to disintegrate and die because I cared about them more than I cared about myself. And one day I just had to decide, am I going to choose me or am I going to choose everybody else? Because what I'm doing here is all on my own back. And one of the really pivotal points in my life was when I realized that I felt extremely depressed and I told my husband, I I said, look, Luke, I want to jump. That's how I feel. I'm going to be really honest with you. I want to jump. I'm so done. And although I don't believe that I would really hurt my physical body, I was like really questioning, am I going through a spiritual death here? Because when I make that decision, to tap out, I'm going to be like a fucking zombie. I'm going to be on meds. I actually went to the doctor and begged, please give me some meds and the doctor wouldn't. I think that was kind of like guidance there, intervention really. And I said to my husband, I'm depressed. I want to jump. And he said to me, I think I'm depressed too, because we're both empaths. We're both empathing on each other. And the minute he said, I'm feeling depressed too, I all of a sudden forgot about me. And I said, you know what? Let's help you. Let's get you sorted. I can help you. What do you need from me? I instantly went into the overgiver. I didn't consider myself as needing help. I was more like, let's get you right. And of course, I'll go to the doctor too, but let's get you right because it matters. It matters that you're not okay. It matters. And it matters that I'm not okay, but not as much as it matters about you. And that is a real pivotal point in my life where I noticed that even though I went begging for help, that the other person needed help too. And I was more willing to help them than I was myself. So where has been a point in your life where you have chosen someone else over you? Where has been that point where you gave up something for somebody else? Where have you chosen to be around people that maybe aren't the highest vibration and maybe you were overgiving to. Maybe you were overgiving to them to prove your worthiness as a human, or maybe you resonated with them because of this deep feelings that you have as an empath. Where have you been in other people's realities so you weren't lonely? Where have you been the absolute overgiver to the detriment of your body and your your spiritual connection? Where have you sacrificed yourself? 
And just sitting with these questions, you know, am I an empath? Where do I hear other people's thoughts? Where do I feel their feelings? Where am I aligning and agreeing with other people's realities and dismissing my own truth? If any of this resonates with you, then you most probably are an empath. And if it doesn't resonate with you and you're just like, wow, I don't think I'm an empath, there's no wrongness in that as well because you will have a superpower. And it may not be empath. It may be sympathy. It may be something completely different. But really kind of hearing this information is interesting because you do have people in your reality. You have children or a partner or friends or family or workmates. You have other humans around you. And some of those people will be empaths and some of them will be willing to carry your cross. Some of them will be willing to carry your load or take it from you at the detriment of themselves. And when others are doing this for us, because it goes both ways, of course, it's super important for us to not let people carry our stuff. It is always their choice. But if you know that energetically you are taking from another or you're pushing your energy on another and it's too much for them, it is your responsibility to hold yourself or to ask them, how are you? What is happening for you? And you know, are you truly available right now for this friendship or this connection? It is our duty to manage our energy, to hold ourselves and to have support systems around us because we're here as a tribe and some of us are empaths, some of us are telepathic, some of us are seers, some of us are channels and some of us are all of it. So we have access to so many abilities But we have ones that are seemingly stronger than others. And of course, we grow them all. But we're coming back to those points that when we were children, before we were programmed and conditioned, when we were baby, when we were highly conscious, when we were in one foot in the 3D and one foot in the 5D, you know, we were probably more 5D than 3D when we were children. It's coming back to that by deconditioning and asking the question, What do I know to be true that no one has ever told me, but I know it in my heart? I invite you to get a piece of paper and get out your diary and literally write that. What do I know to be true that nobody has ever told me? I just know it in my heart. When I first did this at the stage of make or break, when I was going through this experience with my husband, as we were both empaths and we we were going to get help for feeling very depressed, and we didn't understand any of this at the time, I literally surrendered. I got out my diary and I said, God, angels, spirits, guides, whoever's around me, because I could feel there was angels around me. I could feel that I wasn't alone, but I also was like, am I going insane? Because I was so aware of the 5D energies around me. I just wasn't embodying it. Very important for an empath to embody. And I just wrote on a piece of paper and I said, what do I know to be true? I said, you know what, guys, I'm literally going to swipe everything I've learned. 
all the religious stuff, all the spiritual stuff, everything anyone has ever told me, I'm just going to call BS on everything and I'm going to start fresh. And I was around about 33 at the time and I wrote in my diary and the answer that came out was Jesus. And then I crossed it out. A human being had told me that Jesus Christ was here on earth. You know, we have 2022 or whatever year that we're in, like there's always like BC and AD and whatever, right? Based on, and we've got, of course, we've got Christmas and Easter. All of these are based around a man called Jesus Christ. But how do I know that that was real? I was told that. How do I know anything I've ever been told is real? I've been told to have faith. Faith in what? And what somebody told me? I went, no more. I will go on my own spiritual journey. I will discover what I require to discover, how I require. I will believe what I want to believe, and I will create a relationship with spirit, with my ancestors, my guides, and I will find a way to find my truth. So since then, yes, I am a Reiki master, and I've had seen beautiful visions of Jesus And so I know to be true that there is a Christ consciousness and an energy. It has nothing to do with what I was told as a child or what was imprinted on me to believe. I also have connections with a lot of different projections that were put on me, but now that's a different relationship with them because I have connected in and received my own channeled guidance. So I invite you to do this as well. What do you know to be true for you? And if you're like me and there's nothing on the page, that's okay. Because this journey we can take together. You are an infinite, beautiful being and soul. You are a spirit. You are a human being. And there's many spirits waiting to incarnate. And currently you are in an incarnation, in a body, experiencing yourself, experience the shadows with the lights, allowing yourself the pain and the pleasure of these experiences. There is no wrongness in who you be. And you may just find that tomorrow you're a little bit different, a little bit more open, a little bit more conscious. But remembering everything is already within you because you are an all-knowing being coming back home to yourself and remembering who you are. So whether you're an empath or you're surrounded by empaths, just come into the energy of consumption, over-consuming, over-stimulating addiction, or receiving what is energetically correct for you, what patterns are playing out in your life, and you know what are your support systems around you? I will see you next time. Thank you for being here. And I hope that you had some takeaways from this today. Sending you so much love. See you soon. Listening to today's episode. I trust that you got those golden nuggets that you required to shift your consciousness, to expand your awareness and to turn up your capacity. I invite you to share this podcast with anyone that you feel would benefit from it. And also share the golden nuggets that you have learned with your friends, family, and of course, clients. 
you can contact me if there's anything that you want to specifically share with me and or if there's anything you want me to specifically share on the podcast you can check out the show notes and find me on my socials and myself or my team will get back to you my heart to yours have a beautiful day and i'll see you soon